Hi, this is Menle Golakai Agri. And this is Lauren Yoshiko, and you're listening to Broccoli Talk, a podcast for cannabis lovers. Hello, how's it going? Hey, I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. How are you doing? Man, it's like, I think just coming off the heyday of April in the weed scene and then like the world just continuing to be a pretty intensely dark place. I personally, I have watched more reality TV in the last month than I have in like years and i'm not being a snob like i was a huge fan of the early vh1 dating shows like huge uh flavor of love fan here huge (laughs) rock of love fan (laughs) surreal life like i love that window i vaguely remember those yeah and then i just wasn't at all in tune with non-competitive reality tv like i was a kardashian snob for so long and then i think watching the bling empire show come out was like oh this is like incredibly satisfying even if these are like vapid wealthy la people menley already knows this but i'm confessing to everyone listening that i have i have consumed my first binges of the kardashian family welcome i have to feel i feel a little more connected with my uh with the rest of the world, just understanding like right. exactly what it is. Because it's like you could just follow them on Instagram if you're just into looking at beautiful people. Like if you watch that show, it is something totally different. And they also look insane in the lighting of a lot of those <laughs> confessional things because they, before they have good makeup artists. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's when you realize they're real people, too. <laughs> That's when you're like, actually, I feel... I feel great about myself. No, I think it's it's sister porn, like we've talked about in that way, where you really get to the depths of how people feel about, you know, the different dynamics in their family, which I think unites all of us. But other than that, I, I hear you. I, I think that um, need to sort of dissociate has been very real. And sometimes exactly. that happens there with is. cannabis. Sometimes that happens with reality TV and It's real. And I think especially, you know, we're recording now after that shooting in Buffalo and we continue to see these news cycles and these these situations and things that are happening in our world that are dark. It's good to have somewhere else to go like this podcast. I couldn't agree more. Like sometimes at the end of those days, I don't have it in me to scroll for something stimulating and challenging, which is what I'm typically looking for. Listening to Sisters Bicker, it just it just checked that box for me and I will say I've caught a couple weed moments that I'm like very grateful and and much of the binging was worth finding because in one episode Kris Jenner the mother is concerned about her mother who is like a independent living 90 year old woman it's wild yeah she has some physical issue a lot of neck pain and the mom is like what about weed And Chris goes to one of those weed doctors and has this whole conversation in a weed doc clinic. And she's like asking really good questions. And this great conversation is happening on TV. And I was like, damn, I'm really glad this happened, period. It probably made a lot of people feel better about getting a medical card. So she does that. Chris gets a medical card because she's like, well, my mom's not going to want to do this. I'll get it for her so I can buy her some stuff. And then she goes to probably the nearest smoke shop in some fucking mini mall area. And it's 
Uh, she goes in there and she's like trying to buy weed. And they're like, no, nah, we don't sell weed here. And shops with this shopkeeper looks at pipes and bongs and buys all this stuff. It's hilarious. And wow. and then she gets wow. home and she starts get to giving her mom this talk about it. And the grandma's like, oh, you mean like these gummy bears I have in my purse right now? And pretty much like <laughs> reveals she's already had a card and very familiar with modern <laughs> cannabis products. And I was like, damn, this is some progressive West Coast. This is progressive coastal grandma content. Right, right. I think the only other thing that made me laugh was at some point, probably when Kim had that like CBD baby shower. I don't know. There was some marketing incentive for her to be bringing up CBD in an episode, but she's setting up a tent and says the most unnatural sentence of like, this makes me want a CBD lozenge (laughs) as she's (laughs) setting up a complicated tent. And that made me laugh really hard as the most unnatural sounding sentence on the other end of the spectrum. I could go on for a long time. What are you up to? What are you watching right now? I have been dissociating <laughs> and staring out into the yeah. distance yeah. for hours, what hours? No, I wish. Um, I've just been doing the same thing. A lot of work, a lot of transition and a lot of meditation to really kind of ground myself because we're going through it continuously and both the good and bad, right? I think there's so much beauty and there's so much treasure and delight that's still continuing in this world. Cannabis is a part of that. So is community. So are all the events that have been happening. There have been so many different panels talking about, I think, the future of cannabis when we think about NFTs, when we think about even crypto. And so I think there's this mix of the future and sort of the past haunting us at the same time. And and I think that's why I say like this dissociative activity has been happening (laughs) a lot. I think because I'm just trying to really adjust. And now this feels like a therapy session. But, you know, there's also so much happening in the Broccoli universe these days. The spring issue, issue 14 of Broccoli Magazine is out and it's gorgeous and it sparkles on like every surface that it sits on. Oh, it looks like an NFT. It looks like an NFT. It should be. I hope so. Um, (laughs) In the issue, you can read about a really beautiful and special article that Ellen wrote um, about the Zapotec community in Mexico fighting for the right to grow. It's really good. You can also gaze at vintage smoking essentials and wander a mossy wonderland plus stoners from uruguay turkey and switzerland tell us where they get their weed very important information so it's a good issue there's a lot happening it's so good the magazine is available at broccolimag.com slash shop so lauren what did you talk about for today's episode i'm dying to hear all about it it was beautiful. I spoke with Shanitria Anthony, who is an LA-based cannabis educator with a podcast called Blunt Blowin' Mama. You may have seen some of her powerful content or caught some of the conversations happening on her Instagram. She's got a large following and she's recently been highlighted in press outlets like the LA Times, who wrote about the city's active community of moms who enjoy cannabis. Being a mom and being open about your relationship to weed is still, it is the most controversial, scary thing still. And what Blunt Blow and Mama is doing to make space for women to just like have these conversations, I cannot express how big of a deal it is because as you're going to hear and listeners are going to hear, like a lot of women don't feel comfortable 
or they are risking too much to even bring it up to their doctors. So it's not even a conversation they can ask questions about just to understand it better because it's like too big of a risk to even have cannabis be related to you as a mom in those doctor's offices. It's just wild. So, I mean, I've followed her for a while, but this chat, it totally reframed the way I've been thinking about how my relationship to weed might develop if I got pregnant and like interesting just the pursuit of like women feeling comfortable in our own bodies whether we are growing life or not like feeling autonomy over our own bodies yes it's incredibly important to discuss and open it and so I'm really looking forward to it I can't wait I think you're gonna love it let's get it Hello, Shanitria. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. Welcome to Broccoli Talk. We are very happy to have you here. So let's just get things going, get a little background on your relationship with the plant and, and tell me, when did you meet weed? At 18 years old, I was... (laughs) Okay, I mean, honestly, like an arguably late bloomer for a West Coast kid. Or were you born on the West Coast? I was born on the East Coast, so I think that's an early bloomer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that changes it. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, at 18 years old, I was either a freshman in college or a senior in high school. I can't quite recall. Maybe I was going into college. I'm not sure. But my best friend at the time, um, she just started smoking weed. And you know, like when you try a new thing... You go tell your friends about that new thing because you're like, hey, I'm doing this new thing and we should do it together. And I'm like, okay, girl, let's do it. (laughs) And it was the best first time experience. It can be scary when you lose a little bit of control over your body or, you know, even your mind. If you're on a sativa kind of trip and your, you know, mind is racing, it can be scary. But if you're with someone who you trust and love, it takes a lot of that out of there because you got that support system and you got that person to say, hey, it's okay. I got you. This is what you're doing. You need that safe space. I totally agree. So she was that for me and I'm super grateful. Homegirl was like, we were smoking out of pipes and she would like hold the carb cap and light the bowl for me and like do like I was a baby, like do everything for me. Like (laughs) inhale. Okay, now you do that. And then eventually after like the first handful of times of her doing it for me, she was like, okay, you got to do this yourself. (laughs) Like if you're enjoying this, you need to learn how to do this. Training wheels off. Yeah, training wheels off. Like I'm not being mom anymore. You got to grow up. Come on, let's do this. (laughs) Great way for us to bond. Um, We had a lot of fun. We were smoking cars and bathrooms with towels under the door, blowing the smoke into your little filter of like your toilet paper roll with the dryer sheet over it. Yes, your little sploof. Yeah. (laughs) A pretty positive introduction. Yeah, it was pretty positive. (laughs) Did the rest of your family, like your mom, did she know? Absolutely not. And eventually (laughs) she did find out when I was, you know, probably in my early 20s. And she wasn't happy. She was like, you know, you know, being a black person in the South smoking weed is like not what you do. If you're trying to not go to jail and have a future, go to college, do all those things, have a degree, you know, like be a respectable, upstanding citizen. 
person you don't smoke weed um so my mom was like you're gonna ruin your life you're gonna go to jail you're gonna all these things stop that and so i was like okay fine you know um but all the while i, I never stopped and i think that she just probably thought i did and then when i started blunt blonde mama I told them i was like yo i never stopped like <laughs> this is my life <laughs> Let's get to the matter at hand when you also became a mother. Just recently, actually, my you were talking about close friends and that safe space. And, and one of my earliest like sesh sisters is one of my cousins. We're only a week apart. She actually just shared last week with me that she's pregnant. And so my first conversation was like, oh, my God, like, have you quit weed? And how the fuck did you do it? Like, are you OK? How are you handling things? what's going on and you know it's just such a an interesting topic to me to as somebody who does enjoy flower daily that like that's like a factor that i think about all the time so however you want to share will you talk to me about how it felt when you got pregnant with your first child i was about 25 at the time my daughter's seven years old i'm 33 so you can do the math <laughs> and me and my partner we'd been together for like four going on five years at that point so then we're just like let's have a kid you know in a really like uh, really young naive way like let's just i'm in love with you and you're in love with me like let's do it yeah it'll be cute it's so simple right like one plus one equals three <laughs> very simple and it was simple for us we got pregnant like really easily I don't think I thought about all the logistics of like pregnancy and having a kid and what that entailed so when I found out I was pregnant I was at work um I got a pregnancy test I took it in the bathroom at my job because that's what you do when you're a working woman you take pregnancy tests in the stall of your job <laughs> sexy um so I found out I was pregnant I freaked out I was like living in Brooklyn at the time so I was working in the financial district of Manhattan got on the train freaking out I'm excited but I'm also just scared nervous like what the fuck what are, what are you doing like I'm 25 did weed enter your mind at any point on that train ride no but when i got home the bong so we have like this thing like <laughs> what i said when i say that weed has been a part of my life my whole life like my first jobs in journalism and working as a journalist and you know commuting from brooklyn to manhattan how do you commute from brooklyn to manhattan i'll tell you how on the subway you smoke weed before you hop on the train and it makes your commute <laughs> a lot more bearable so I'm like wake and bake queen I would wake up smoke weed hop on the train go from Brooklyn to Manhattan prepare for whatever the subway brought you that day yeah whatever the subway is gonna bring because it's gonna be magical and then also when you're a little stone crossing <laughs> over the bridge is really beautiful I, I still think about those times of just crossing over the bridge on the train and just freaking beautiful so that was like my ritual so now coming home and thinking you know when I come home from work I'd have that smoke and my, my man usually we will have Jared will usually have the bong out and we're just like let's do this like <laughs> happy hour it's happy hour yeah so I come home and the bong is there you know it's in the living room I take a hit and I'm like this is the last hit I'll be able to take because I'm about to tell you know my partner that we're having a kid so I took like the biggest bong rip ever like <laughs> <laughs> took it in blew it out and then I go up to him and I'm like babe like we're having a baby like we're pregnant and he was so excited and I was just like and I just started crying like, so many emotions so many feelings um but in my head you know this is seven years ago this is in New York seven years ago east coast seven years ago um I thought when you get pregnant you stop smoking weed you stop drinking you stop having caffeine like basically everything that kind of brings you pleasure in life you just stop doing those things because now you're growing a human right 
So I was like, fuck. That's how I proceeded with that pregnancy. Nine months of, you know, no cannabis. And then me assuming you don't do that when you're breastfeeding. So I breastfed my daughter for 15 months, no cannabis. And subsequently, it was the worst almost two years of my life, two years of no cannabis and going through wild hormonal changes, going through physical body changes, going through having this whole person in my life that I have to get to know and is getting to know me, my relationships changing, my body is changing. It's a lot of change. And I had no help with those changes. And nobody's everybody's like have a baby, but nobody wants to support you while you're growing that baby. And after you have that baby and going through postpartum in the fourth trimester and breastfeeding and like that whole thing um so eventually I stopped breastfeeding at 15 months because I wanted to smoke weed again like being honest I smoked weed once and I was like I gotta get back to this like this is what I was missing I smoked it for the first time in like probably two years at that 15 month mark and I was like I can't keep breastfeeding my baby and smoke weed so I weaned her off it was miserable and I started smoking weed again and something clicked between me having my first kid and my second kid where I was like the reason why I didn't enjoy pregnancy, the reason why I was miserable, the reason why I had all these mood swings, why I was angry, why, you know, I just wasn't happy and it, I just didn't enjoy pregnancy, you know, was because I literally quit my number one medicine cold turkey, <laughs> which was just crazy. So I told myself if I get pregnant again, I'm going to keep using cannabis I'm not gonna stop I'm gonna be brave enough to just do it because I know what this is and um eventually you know after I had my daughter she's older we moved to LA I start blunt blowing mama I start talking and hearing from all these women like dozens and dozens of women who are saying yeah I smoked weed when I was pregnant my baby's a genius like I smoked when I was pregnant and my kid is is grown and now they have kids and everything's fine I'm just like wait what and for me it was like all these women who don't even know each other can't be lying like there's got to be truth to this so digging into it um talking and listening to more women i decided like if i do this pregnancy thing again and have another kid i won't stop and so i got pregnant again with my son i was tested and i decided to consume cannabis when i was pregnant with him and it was the best decision i made that pregnancy was the best pregnancy i ever had in comparison to the pregnancy of my daughter and i credit it to weed i breastfed him for 25 months i credit that to weed as well and so even you know like yes i was definitely on that blunt blowing mama mission before but after having my son and seeing the results seeing that my son is like a fucking genius saying that I enjoyed pregnancy I enjoyed breastfeeding which like who the fuck enjoys getting their nipples sucked on like <laughs> like <laughs> harshly especially when they get teeth like who the fuck enjoys that I did and it's all because of cannabis and there's something about cannabis that humbles you that eliminates your ego that makes you more present and that can apply to every aspect in life but especially during motherhood because there's no other time that you need to be more present than when you are with your child with your second pregnancy, did you think about talking to your doctor and being open about it? I know it can be such a such an incredible gamble, even in even in Oregon or Washington. I've had friends whose doctors got weird, like as soon as they acknowledged past regular cannabis consumption. And I mean, one of them had to do drug testing every checkup. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's very common. I've heard so many women and moms tell, tell me that that's been their experience. 
I feel like maybe I would have said something if, if it was my first pregnancy. But since it was my second pregnancy and I'd already been through pregnancy before, yeah, I'm pretty fucking arrogant. And I'm like, well, I got this shit. Um, I'm just showing up here to make sure the heart's still beating and the baby's still growing and everything's all good. And if we're both healthy, then that's nothing that's of concern. I equated my cannabis consumption to taking my prenatals. And as long as I'm taking my prenatals and I'm taking my cannabis and I'm healthy and happy and good and my baby's healthy, happy and good and on track, then I'm good. And so I didn't feel the need to tell my doctor because I was sure in myself. And I think you have to uplift and empower women and let them know that you know best, like you know your body best. And we have to let women have autonomy over their bodies, you know, especially when they're growing a baby. I say this and I don't say this enough. It took me like well into my second trimester to find the doctor for me for my second kid because um, I wanted to have the right doctor. Being a black woman wanting to have a hospital birth, I know the maternal death rates, what they look like for us, but just for women overall in the U.S. is insanely high um, for a quote unquote developed nation. It's alarming and it's something where if you are thinking about having kids, you need to be doing your research on this. You need to be researching doctors, hospitals, what your health insurance will cover, policies on cannabis and all those things. And thank God I did because I found the perfect doctor. I love my doctor. She's a woman of color. You get it. You get that I'm not just any patient. Like, I'm a black patient. I'm a black woman. I'm a black mother. And the fact that you were doing all of this to ensure that I know that you see me, that showed me that she was a care provider for me. So I always tell women, look for the care provider that speaks to you and who will respect you and who you are and honor your lifestyle and your birth plan. And just really be thoughtful about whether or not you want to bring up cannabis use (laughs) and I didn't bring it up because I felt confident that I knew what I was doing you have to navigate that carefully because when you're vetting your care providers and where you're going to give birth or just the facilities in your local area ask like what are your policies on cannabis patients like do you have to report them do you treat cannabis patients just get their policy they're going to tell you that literally they have to tell you if you don't like what they say hang up say thank you hang up You don't have to give your name. You don't you're asking for a policy. So I know that with the podcast, you're having conversations with mothers and people throughout the industry. I want to hear what's one of your favorite or most memorable episodes or conversations. There's actually an episode I don't think I ever released because it's so tragic. My computer busted, it died, and I lost that interview. But it was with this woman who I think she was like located in the South. She's this mom. It was just like a, it was one of my real mom interviews. And she had like, I think like three or four kids or something. And she was just telling me how cannabis helped her as a mom and how she almost beat up her, her partner's baby mama. And she was like, you know, if I just smoke weed. That wouldn't have happened. And I was just like, oh my God. She was like, you know, I pulled out a gun and I tried to shoot him. I was like, what the fuck? She's oh like, she's God. like, if I just would have smoked weed, I would have felt better. And I'm just like, damn, bro, if you would have just smoked weed. And that really spoke to me about the power of, of cannabis and how it can really de escalate situations and why you never see stoners get crazy aggressive and do, you know, insane shit because we're just like, bruh. I'm really fucking high and I'm about to eat that. (laughs) Okay, but for any for any custody cases, I maybe that episode was not meant to be publicly available. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I was like, 
like, damn, that would have been so entertaining because she was just so candid and it was such a great interview. If I can ever recover it, I'll put it out. But yeah, that was just one of those lost episodes that never got out. We've talked multiple times in the broccoli community about how the comment section in your posts are kind of like the most interesting progressive discourse on cannabis and motherhood because it is like I can't overestimate how gnarly shit remains in the grand scheme of things for mothers like the cut did an article in the last year that was like the last taboo mothers and cannabis yeah blood boy mama was featured in and i was featured in that article yeah <laughs> exactly it's really something that is still scary for people to go on record about like cultivators are branding themselves no one needs to be anonymous anymore like they're not hiding from helicopters anymore if they're doing things legally but for women who are moms it's like child protective services is still like in that conversation and like if you have the wrong doctor and you ask the wrong question like you could be forced to do drug tests like pretty much throughout your entire experience and I want to talk a little bit about just those conversations that have popped up. Did that surprise you seeing that? Or were you just like, yeah, of course, mothers need a place to talk about the most controversial thing. Just speaking to women on the podcast, I've heard so many stories, harrowing tales, real life stories of like what has happened to them when the system has found out that they are consuming cannabis as a mother, not as a father, or as a parent, but like as a mother. It feels like, why aren't we doing more? Why aren't people talking about this? Because these women are good moms and they're super conscious and they're intuitive and they're intentionally trying to t be well and take care of themselves with this plant and they're being kind of punished for it and crucified for it and vilified i've just you know heard from women who have told me things from like having to sign forms saying they're unfit parent because of consuming cannabis and that causing them to spiral into postpartum depression yeah i've had moms tell me their kids were taken away because of cannabis i've had moms tell me that they were told they can't breastfeed their kids because their baby uh, tested positive for cannabis or thc at birth and now they're saying you can't give your milk to this baby because it was you this is crazy that the system is doing this and while it does happen to all moms across no matter where you live this california moms moms in legal states illegal states this is happening nationwide um but this is definitely happening disproportionately to black and brown women to low-income women so automatically you go into the hospital it's a red flag that you're a black mom it's a red flag that you're a latina mama it's a red flag that you're on medicaid right that you're low income these are all red flags that shouldn't be in the healthcare system but for them it's like mm, she's on medicaid we should drug test her you know oh mm, she's a young mom we should drug test her she's black we should drug test her and so i just want women to be aware of that especially if you are a young mom if you are a black mom if you're a latina mom if you're you know you're a brown mom you need to be aware that there are those biases out there and that's unfortunate and fucked up and i hate it but i talk about it because women need to know like this is and it doesn't matter where you live i've spoken to plenty of mothers in the state of california who have been faced with child protective services so social services cases opened up against 
against them. And this is something that people don't talk about enough. Yes, there's drug testing and everything, but you know what's even more lethal than a doctor or a nurse drug testing and reporting social services? When you decide to divorce your husband or your partner and they use your cannabis consumption against you in the court of law to take custody of the kids Mm -hmm. because they know that cannabis is illegal, courts are going to frown upon it, and that's going to automatically declare you an unfit parent. And I've heard that happening more than drug testing. I've heard women say, I am going through a nasty divorce with my partner, and he's using my cannabis consumption against me to take my kids, or his mother is taking the kid. You know, like there's so many things, and that is where people use the system to punish parents who consume cannabis, and it breaks my heart because weed is not (laughs) something that makes moms check out that makes moms lazy if anything I've heard overwhelmingly from women that consuming cannabis makes them a more patient present parent it makes them feel like a better parent makes them a fun parent and it allows them to show up for their kids better and none of those women are saying they're using weed and they're they're zoned out and they're you know spaced out on the couch where their kids are playing with you know matches but unfortunately you know there's so many systems and and layers at play that it's really hard to fight it. But the best way I always tell people is if you can speak up to normalize this plant, then you should. And let's change the way we talk about it. You know, let's say I have anxiety and I think I may be having an anxiety attack. I need to go smoke this joint because it's going to help me feel better. I have a really bad headache and I'm going to take this tincture because it's going to help, you know, with this pain, you know, and talk about it in that way so that it's understood as medicine. And if we change those conversations, that's one way to normalize it. But there are people as someone who's from the East Coast, as someone who's from the South, I know that folks over there can't talk about it the way we can here on the west coast right and that's why i want more people who do feel empowered and and able to talk about it for those who can't because they want to but there's literally if i still live in georgia i would not be doing blunt blowing mama i would not be talking about this because it's a black woman black mom in the south the last thing i need is that kind of target on my back so i understand it you know like if you smoke weed and you're a mom and you live in idaho you live in mississippi don't talk about that shit it's not worth it there are other people who will carry that torch and talk about it for you um and when your time comes and you're able to do that i you can but it's not for everyone to advocate it's not for all moms to say i smoke weed because not all moms can do that openly it's just not worth it what would you say the most common question you hear from your followers or listeners is how do you talk to your kids about cannabis did you smoke weed while you were pregnant did you smoke weed while breastfeeding (laughs) so how do you talk to your kids about cannabis have you given them the talk a talk about it no well i guess three is young three and seven they're like so like they don't give a fuck they're like dude yeah paw patrol disney plus their life is paw patrol and goldfish and you know rainbows and pancakes like you know (laughs) like that's their lives like my son is getting really funny because he's three now and like if we were smoking in the room and there's like maybe um the smell is still lingering in our bedroom and he comes in and he's like I bet. What is that smell? It's an interesting thing to respond to. I bet. So I'll be like, what do you mean? What's that smell? He'll be like, I smell something. And I'm like, well, does it smell good? And he'll be like, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it does. All right. Well, there you go. A positive association. A positive association. I have a faux cannabis plants around my apartment that they see. I say these are plants. This is flowers, just like any other flower. Um, we have CBD topicals that I'll apply to their body that they're aware that CBD and that it makes their bodies feel good. So they're aware on a very like elementary level of what it is. I say this mm-hmm. is mama's medicine. Mama smokes this plant. Mama smokes this flower. It helps us feel better so we can go play. I'll show them the raw flower and be like this is cannabis and they can't say cannabis so they're like sure cannabis whatever you're saying and at first I was like I had to tell them about the war on drugs and how we're black and we went through all this shit because of this (laughs) and I'm like whoa 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 slow down grasshopper these kids don't know war on drugs like you lost them at war on drugs right (laughs) 18 year olds can barely understand the nuances of the war on drugs frankly right so like you know I had to I had to realize that this is an ongoing conversation just like conversations about consent conversations about sex about race about gender about identity those different conversations are ongoing you build the the basis of like you know we talk about CBD because it's easy for them to say we talk about this is a plant flower medicine and then we build upon it then eventually say like okay this is for adults like I've started helping them to identify what the little triangle and hazard CA label is on every packaging all packaging for cannabis products in California so I let them know if you see this triangle in CA that means it's for grown-ups only build upon it as they get older okay now if you are approached with this what do you say well this is for adults like this is not for kids it's not for growing minds and just keep those conversations flowing when they get of age it's like okay now you're gonna have friends who may try this you know you're gonna have this but if you're caught with this because you're a black boy because you're a black girl like this could cause this problem for you and that your peers may not experience that so it's it's a gradual conversation that never ends because that's what parenting is so you have to think when you have kids your kid turns 13 12 somebody's probably gonna be like hey do you want to smoke some weed so you gotta know how to navigate Mm -hmm. those conversations with your kid if my kids ever decide to smoke weed out i i want them to smoke with me first please god like (laughs) you know like just come to me i have to ask i know you're operating kind of in a california bubble but you've got a pretty big following that i imagine is probably pretty widespread have you experienced any negativity any backlash online I've received a little bit and oddly it wasn't in relation to cannabis. Um, a couple of years ago I had an abortion and I posted that as an Instagram story because I had a podcast episode about it. And I was saying, you know, I had an abortion and this is how cannabis helped me heal. Yeah. And I don't think people heard cannabis. They just saw abortion, like red flags, uh, uh, wow. uh, abortion. What? Wow. And people were like, the comments were, you know, from support to like, Ooh, but like I can't have a kid and you're killing your baby and like what are you like it was very nasty it's kind of like the the nature and the environment around the topic of abortion today no matter what you're talking about with it if you say abortion people are just like mm. so that's the only time I've really gotten like a lot of backlash otherwise it's so much support it's so much love I would not have expected that but I guess it does make com- complete sense but Jesus. Wow. Oh, yeah. I lost a lot of followers. I lost a lot of followers. I got a lot of like negative comments. And 
I haven't talked about it since. And now I understand why people don't openly talk about abortion, no matter what the space is, because people just don't have the emotional intelligence level and capacity to understand that sometimes you're just not in a space to have a baby. Yeah, it's hard not to touch on this today, talking about just autonomy of our bodies and the way when we conceive we just become this vessel that people decide they get to determine the right way it should operate. Yeah. And it's very confusing for the vessels, I imagine. Yeah. It's, you know, I talk about this a lot on Blunt Boy and Mama, and it's just something that makes me really sad is that people encourage folks to have babies and experience pregnancy, but there's no support. There's no emphasis on the mental health of the person who's carrying the baby everybody asks how's the baby and nobody asks how's mom right so Mm -hmm. I hate that because like then women are left to kind of fend for themselves and I'm not going to be the first person to say that motherhood is lonely right you know we're not even supporting these folks who are birthing these babies and we're just like have that baby and that's it like good luck with like everything else um as including your own mental health and i will say that each time i had a kid it took me at least a year to get back to myself to feel like myself and i'm not the only person who can say that it does take a long time to feel like a woman again to feel like your body is yours again to recognize your body to recognize your personality i think that a lot of women mothers are not given that grace and they're just like okay you have a baby be happy this is a blessing you should be grateful and it's like both things can exist you can be grateful that you have this baby and you can also be depressed absolutely i think that people need to really learn how to care for women more overall whether we are having babies or not i think that people need to care for women and understand that our bodies do a lot of work from the moment that we're 11 10 9 12 well, whenever you start your menstrual cycle and that that changes your life. The moment you get your first period, your life changes forever. There needs to be that grace there and that understanding of the the anatomy and the reproductive system of a woman's body and how it changes throughout your life, which impacts your life, but also like giving birth and how that changes your life and allowing them the space to thrive in society instead of forcing them back into the workplace, forcing them back into society when they really just need to heal. And cannabis is a great way to do that. Even if you never consume during pregnancy, postpartum you should be consuming even just cbd even if you're not consuming cbd like rub that shit on your body you'll feel better (laughs) yeah i mean i'm sold i'm fully sold on the power of cbd topicals yes this is such an incredibly important and relevant conversation it's something that i want to keep talking about and probably will have plenty more (laughs) questions about if i decide to build a family one day it's like People have been experimenting and it's just been too scary to freaking talk about it. Well, other than visiting your blunt blowing mama universe, do you want to send any last advice to mothers listening to this that are navigating a relationship with cannabis or share any resources? I would say, you know, first of all, that you're not alone and you're not a bad mom. You're not a bad parent for consuming cannabis and don't be too hard on yourself if nobody around you understands it if nobody around you even does it 
thousands upon thousands of women stand behind you and beside you in this and understands you if you want to you know feel supported and you want to look for more guidance and support there's blunt blowing mama podcast and i also recently launched the mama stash membership community which is full of women who smoke weed and it's made by women who smoke weed and there we share resources we share you know like what are we smoking safely and we talk about that I have all of my workshops I speak with uh, medical experts doctors lactation consultants registered nurses because while I feel like I know what I'm talking about and I'm a trusted source and expert I am a journalist still and I like to qualify myself with like actual people with accreditation and certificates and things like that licenses who can really speak to the science and the medicine behind everything um so that my audience feels more comfortable as well so follow a uh, blunt blowing mama on instagram and all those places check out my website and i'm sure you'll find your tribe and, and you'll quickly realize what every other woman on that page and in, in who listens to the podcast realizes that oh my god i'm not alone Oh, thank you for everything you do, Shanitria. Thank you so much for the community you've built, for bringing these resources together, because it takes bravery and so many women were waiting for a resource like this. So I'll be seeing you again in the in the broccoli universe and the blunt blowing universe wherever. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for the work you guys are doing. Thanks so much for thinking about the mamas out there. This episode was edited by Jay Nathan. Our music is by Giselle Garcia, and our logo design is by Jennifer Wright. Learn more about Broccoli and subscribe to the magazine at broccolimag.com. Thank you for listening. 